Alright guys, hello and welcome to the THQ podcast. So this is a little bit of a different episode, so I'm actually going to interview Ryan. So obviously many of all of you know, me and Ryan are business partners, um, but what I thought it would be good, rather than us doing like um, a video together, we do do our own separate projects and my project is a podcast, so I thought I would bring him on and interview him and get as much information out of him as possible. So Ryan, welcome to the THQ podcast. Thank you very much. So what I wanted to do with this episode is obviously look at, you know, your, you, you as a person, what you do day to day, with mm. your training, your lifestyle, everything. So people, because you know, I've just had Danielle on as well, um, and people think that we're sort of superhuman. We can, we can sort of, because we're personal trainers, um, we sort of, you know, everything's just easy for us. Mm-hmm. When in actual fact, you know, we have problems, we have things have to work around, we have like challenges day to day. So I thought it'd be good to get an insight into you. Yeah. So tell me, how long have you been training for? I reckon it's about 15 years. With weights, I used to do body weight training to begin because I thought I didn't have access to a gym when I was 13, 14. So that was when I started experimenting with pull-ups, push-ups, squats. Um, how old were you then? So I reckon about 12, 13, 14, really started getting into the benefits of training. Obviously, only had my body weight. Yeah. Um, and then when I got to 16, access to the gym. So I'm 32 now, yeah, 15. Proper yeah. years weight training, I reckon. Cool. So how long would you say you've been in like good shape? Like you sort of, you see, you feel like you've got, had your head around it. And... Yeah, it's a good question. I, I've never been overweight. Yeah. But in my mind, I was skinny. So that's the same issue for me as it was who somebody's feeling out of shape and mm. tubby. So I wanted to make sure I was in good shape that I can be visibly lean, but yeah. I've a decent amount of muscle mass at the same time. So um, I think I've really changed probably about 10 years ago where I started to see enough growth and I was getting happy with that progression. Mm. Um, so how, how would be like your sort of, your, your, your mindset with your calories? Because we have a couple of people, obviously when we both do consultations, mm. people say to us, uh, like people that haven't got body fat to lose, oh, I don't know if this is for me because um, obviously they want to put on weight. Mm. So like obviously that is your, that's a challenge in itself. So tell me about that. How is it a challenge of, do you find like, how many calories do you actually eat a day? How many is it like? Right now, so I'm in my surplus phase, so a bit of a bulk or a strength for a gaining phase. Um, I'm up to about 2,600, 2,700 calories a day. So yeah. enough to gain enough muscle, get stronger through sessions, yeah. but then retain a little bit of leanness and I'm not putting on too much body fat that I know I'll have to diet down ages through the summer. Do you find that hard to eat that amount? Because I, I know me personally, like I would probably, that, that to me is like sometimes a cut like that yeah. for me and that would be like me being restrictive and I think that's just my, na- a lot of it I think is, because Body, body types originally was personality traits, mm. weren't they? As we know, like, you know, ectomorph, endomorph. Yeah. So, and, and it's, and I think that's, that's more true than anything, really, because my personality, sometimes I don't think people eat when they're hungry, they just eat because, like, they, they just want to eat. Mm. Like, and me personally, I would eat just for the sake of eating. So, I would, I would find it. So, how do you find it hard to eat that amount of calories to sort of. Yeah, it's a real challenge for me mentally to get over the hurdle. I think from, I always look back to when I was a kid, I never had an appetite, I don't think, looking back at it. Mm. I never remember wanting food all the time. Yeah. When I used to see people eating, I was like, I used to just skip it, I never, never was bothered, but then realised I did need to eat at a certain point to get bigger, I learned that. So mm. each year when I have to get round to my little strength phase, I know I need to go through to 
So I can't diet all year round, it's just going to be too much on my system mentally, physically. I need to back off and have a different focus. So to increase calories for me, it's a real mindset shift where I have to just knuckle down and do the opposite so I know what is making me lean. It's, yeah, yeah. it's a bit of a, a mind battle, but if I'm looking at the long-term goal, I'll, that's what pushes me through. I know I can reap the rewards in summertime, because what yeah. I've built through the summer, uh, through the winter, sorry, will reveal itself once I do die down. So that's my focus throughout this time when I'm having to eat more food. Physically, yeah, it's hard. I have to make yeah. wiser choices. Can't be as clean, lean protein and vegetables because I feel sick. I can't eat that amount of food. So it has to be a little bit more dirtiest, I suppose, or yeah. food choices that I wouldn't normally recommend, but that's how I get around eating. Tell, tell me about what's your, so day, tell, day one. So how's your diet sort of progressed and your training sort of progressed from, from when you first started out to now? Yeah, it's a great point because We've been in the fitness industry for yeah 12 years it was 10 12 years actually it's trying the different trends and then seeing what works so i actually started in the beginning of my industry and journey tracking calories um and then paleo came out and, and keto so i would try that i ended up actually putting weight on with that which is the opposite of what it's meant to do mm. Um, tried fasting, um, that just made me feel weak. Um, I couldn't train as well. I think I lost a bit of muscle. Um, and I went back around to tracking calories again just because it allowed flexibility and allowed me to work on different goals at part of the year, like I say, cutting through the spring and summer and then mm. get stronger and maybe add a bit of muscle through the winter time. Yeah, cool. So that's obviously that's what your main focus is now, just tracking calories and that's how you, that's how you yeah. Yeah, so I can, be more flexible with foods. It takes the pressure off sticking to a food list or restricting yourself to a diet where it's just proteins and fats. I can be a bit more flexible. I can enjoy more treats, but then I know I'm in target to where I want to be and where I'm going. So I've got the figures and the the aim and the direction that I need to be going because tracking does help that. Cool. So one of the one of the things why I wanted to obviously I wanted to show the members an interview because what I think what well a lot of people do know about you as well, but obviously you're you know you're an avid Man United fan and you follow them all over the world to do all sorts of crazy trips, mm. um, and you're always in shape all the time. Like and obviously you're going to go through stages where you're in a little bit better shape, but for you like from someone that's known you for quite a number of years now, it's only very minute and you wouldn't even be able to tell when you're out of shape and when you're in shape. But if you look at your lifestyle, like I think we spoke about it just before then, like you could be in the pub three times a week following football. Um and you know I said do you, do you drive a lot? No, like sometimes you do drink a lot. So like I know if I live that life, and again, I think this is what it comes down to. We're we're completely different um, body shapes and body types, but also with different personality traits, and that's obviously why THQ works the way it does. But my personality trait would be like I would have to say, like not put myself in that environment. So I would have to, like if I was like I wouldn't stop supporting Man United, but I would say right, I'm driving. Mm -hmm five days a week or I might have to drive I'll drive on a Saturday I'll go to the game but I'll watch the game then I'll come back home and then I'll enjoy a drink because if I was like going out all I'm just like I'm all or nothing so if I was going out to the pub not driving I'd have 10 parts and I'd, do, I'd just and I wouldn't be able to maintain my physique and what you do very reg, very well is you you do that very well maintain it and ha so tell me about your mindset of that how do you do it tell me yeah so Two main loves in my life is obviously the business, weight training, health and fitness, and Manchester United, and they do not go together. They're the total opposites of what you want you from the same. 
Yeah, so I had to make them work. Um, things like I've tried in the past, like I said, keto before, did that with football, it just blew up a disaster. I was going the wrong way, putting too much body fat on. So I realised I need to balance this out and be more strategic about things. So plan my date, tracking calories again. So that's how I know I'm staying in a limit. I know that I'm not going wild. I see it go up, it goes 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 calories over what I should be doing. That's purely alcohol. Uh, I'd never recommend this as a body shape tactic because it is slowing me down from what I want to. So probably not got as lean as I want to do or got as big as I want to, but I'm happy in life and I'm, I'm enjoying my football. I'm enjoying staying in shape and I've got a, a perfect balance in the middle. So tracking calories allows me to just stay in a limit and then I know I can adapt it. So the morning of a, a day of a football game, I know I need to just eat lighter breakfast. So it's just light protein just to get enough amino acids in my body. So I'm holding on to, to muscle mass. Um, when I'm out and about, uh, I'm looking at food and I've got something on me. So not many people know that, but I have a protein bar in my coat pocket. So everyone's going getting burgers or going, eating rubbish foods. I just have my protein bar and that's me still topping up my protein uh, for the day. And then when I get home, I'll always make sure that there is a meal ready for me to go in, just whack it in the microwave if it's late at night. So it's usually just lean protein and vegetables um, and it's just filling, satiating. I still kept my meal plan. Mm. I know that's more important if I want a drink. I can't then have crap food because mm. I've chose to drink. So you do need to have a choice what you want to do. You can't have both. Yeah. There's a limit to that where you can push it. Um, I have adapted my drinking, so I always used to be pints, 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 uh, but I, I just drop down to bottles now, so if I could get a lighter lager or a bottle beer, then I'll stick with that all day, so it looks like I'm keeping up with the lads that you go with who can drink a lot of pints and quick rounds, but I'm drinking bottles, so I'm reducing the volume, and I'm still merry, as you call it, I have to drink yeah. merry now to watch Manchester United, um, but then I'm still enjoying myself, I'm relaxing and unwinding, it yeah. stayed in shape. Yeah, that's that that absolute spot on. And I think you you hit the nail on the head with something that you said that I don't even realise you said it, but um, you you are limiting yourself, but you're happy as well. And I think that's like I've said it many times before is that I am as strong or as fit or as lean like now that I ever really want to be. Mm. Like I don't really want it. I'm not really bothered about being any bigger already. I'm just bothered about sort of maintaining it. So that's when you have to look at your life. So does drinking at the weekend, just going out for meals, is that gonna affect your progress? Yes, it is. Don't get me wrong, you know, as you as we just said, like you've been training since you was 13, 14, you have to put the effort in, you know, you have to put the effort in not to put the effort in, if yeah. should we say, um, and earn the right to do that. And that's what I think people should try and get to the point where they don't really need to do anymore. They don't really need to do like, you know, you don't need to get any stronger, you don't need to get any bigger, you just need to make sure that you fit your maintenance into your lifestyle. Yeah, I totally um, agree with that. There's yeah. always that extra bit you always want, maybe that'll keep you motivated to keep coming to the gym or recording your foods, but you've got to find that point where you know you'll be happy and that's what everyone should be definitely working towards. I feel like I've, I've hit that point where mm. there's that magical ground where you can have a really fun life and do crazy things, but then keeping that great shape and then not having to panic and beat yourself up because I've had a, a pint uh, and then, well, one pint. <laughs> <If you're laughs> one pint. <laughs> yeah, so you've got to find that magic sweet spot and it's out there for everyone, definitely. Yeah. I, I think people hit that, like, if I'm totally honest, like day-to-day -day people, um, you might disagree, you might, but I think people hit that within 18 months to two years. They're, mm. they're 
what they're willing to do. If they're committed, like say, like if they commit to, let's say, like they do the six week pro and they do the twelve week shoot, they do the programs, use the strength room. You get to a point after two years, I would say that unless you're willing to cut out a hell of a lot more of your lifestyle, you're pretty much going to be ticking over. Don't get me wrong, you're going to be in very good shape from zero from two years. You're going to be in good shape. You're going to be, but I think you can. You might slowly add on a little bit of muscle. But if I was totally honest, if I like, I started probably training seriously when I was about 20, uh, no 21, probably to 23, I probably hit the peak. I'm 30 now. I honestly, if I if I put, compare my picture from when I'm 30 in shape to when I'm 23 in shape, I honestly don't think there'd be that much difference. Yeah, you uh, put I all think, the groundwork in those first yeah. few years, and they're the most crucial parts to knuckle down. There is a bit of sacrifice at the beginning, yes, mm. but you found that that you can maintain it so much easier um, as you adapt your lifestyle because what are your habits that you built, yeah, I agree yeah. with that. Cool. What? So, what do you hate most about fitness? Great point. Uh, someone asked me this actually the other day. I think it probably is steady state cardio. I have tried it. Driving to a gym and getting on a, a treadmill just seems like a mental thing to do for me, mm. and being indoors and just running or something like that, that that's my pet peeve in life where you can get outside and just have a, a walk, a leisurely walk, and just do the same amount of calorie expenditure that that would do, but you feel so much better for getting outside and realise, so yeah, maybe indoors, steady state cardio, that's my main thing I hate about fitness. I understand where it comes in into some people's uh, tools that they use. Um, I'd probably say for the general population it's not needed. If you're a competitor and you use it as a career, then that's part of it, but for us, uh, I've tried it, I hated it, and I'd, I'd never want to do it again. Yeah. What do you love most about fitness? So, sounds like I'm bigging myself up, but weight training, you can't beat it. I love it. Yeah. love that buzz you get from increasing your weights, feeling stronger, and getting fitter because you've weight trained, so it's not just cardio. And that confidence that breathes from that, when you're seeing yourself doing things that you thought, God, I'd never make myself lift so many weights and, and a big barbell lift. Just it's an immense uh, buzz that you get from it, uh, and that's why I love weight training. And the benefit of that, your body shape changes, it looks so much better aesthetically, yeah. so you get a bit of a both. So that's why my favourite thing about fitness industry is, is weightlifting. Cool. Um, so, like, what, what does your exactly, what does your diet look like? Tell me exactly what do you eat for breakfast? Because people want to know this, like, people yeah. say, what do you eat for breakfast? What do you eat for dinner? What do you eat for tea? What do you snack on? Tell me yeah. exactly. When I'm obviously in different phases, like we've talked about um, cutting or bulking. It's usually the same type of foods. Um, when I'm bulking, it'll just be bigger portions or extra portions of it because I still believe in eating healthily to nourish the body because the way it makes you feel and energizes you. Um, these food lists that I, I stick to tends to stay the, the same all year round. It has done for years and years. So in the morning, I'll always start with protein and fats. Um, it's usually scrambled eggs, just because it's quick and easy to do. Um, if I'm cutting, it's three or four eggs. Um, occasionally I might just throw some really light uh, cheese in it, just to make it a bit more flavoursome. And then maybe to add some greens if I've got a bit of time, some spinach. What did you do if you are up at five? Up at five, it's always scrambled egg. Still in the morning before you come to sessions? Yeah, always make sure I eat before I come to sessions. Um, so I want to make sure I'm energised and not just thinking about food when I'm, when mm. I'm teaching, because otherwise it can get to that when you're cutting and you're dieting, you do think about food a lot. Mm. Um, sometimes I'm in a rush, I might just do some Greek yoghurt and a protein shake, just because it takes me really quick and easy. 
Uh, now if I'm bulking I might be able to add some oats, some eggs as well, so it's still the same foods, maybe some Greek yogurt afterwards, but I'm just big, making that volume a bit more so the calories increase. Yeah, yeah. Lunches, I always make sure I carry that around with me, so people do take the mick out of me all the time when we go to places, I'll just get my Tupperware out because I know it's there. I'm happy that I've hit my calories, I've had it with healthy, nutritious foods, I've also saved some money as well because I brought it with me. It's always what I've made the evening before is my, my lunch the next day, so I always double up my meal prep and then so, I'm not doing extra meal prep because I hate doing it. So just an hour a day, prep for the next day? Yeah, so yeah. make double or three, four times what I've made the evening meal, that's me a couple of days worth. Then it's generally lean protein, so I have a chicken or turkey with vegetables, then I'll add some potatoes usually, um, whether it's mashed or boiled, or sometimes I'll have some mashed root veg. Um, so I'm up in my vegetables, but it's still low calories. I tend to make a lot of chilli as well, because it's easy. I can Tupperware it up, um, like lean minced meat with rice. So uh, they're the staples that I pretty much rotate all week. So shopping is always the same. Lean minced meat, uh, salmon, sea bass for fish, and then chicken, turkey. Uh, from the meat aisle, so it's the same sauces, and obviously you can mix it up a little bit, you can put some different spices on it, uh, might throw some quinoa on someday, or next week, uh, might some chickpeas, just some natural source of carbohydrates to make it taste a bit different. Mm. They're the same type of foods that I eat all the time. Yeah. So there's a bit, bit of variety with the protein sources, so we've got some more healthier fats from my salmon and my lean mince meat, but then if I really need to diet it down, it's just gonna be white protein, so white fish, white chicken, white turkey. Cool. Spot. Um, and I think, I think just obviously when you're listing them food lists, is you just eating for like performance and how you feel. And I think a lot of people are scared to say that, especially people in the fitness industry, because they're scared to say that, you know, oh, I'm scared, like, I don't want to say that I'm eating for performance or mm. doing that. When I think it's like, it's true, we should eat to how we feel. Like yeah. as long as we've got that balance, you go to the, you go to football, you drink, that's your, that's your vice, that's something yeah. that you do, that's enjoyment. Like, I, you know, I, I have meals with my, with Katie, my wife, um, and I have, you know, I'll, have, I'll drink regularly in the, in the weekend. It's something that I do. I know I've got that balance and I enjoy it. So yes, majority of the time I eat, not necessarily for taste, but I eat for mm. performance. Um, and I think that's what we should, performance in, in how I feel day to day, not necessarily the gym performance, yeah. I'm not an athlete, um, just how I feel. Like, I think that's very important. Yeah, it's um, definitely the biggest problem that people got is, is that always eating for taste. Mm. I think it's just how we've been raised or we've yeah. been taught that. And people say, people say they enjoy, like, oh no, I, I enjoy food too much mm. for it to, to eat for performance. Now, like, and I'm, I'm not before, and I'm, when I over Christmas, and I'm sure a lot of people would agree that I hate, I got to the point where I didn't like food yeah. over Christmas. I, don't, I didn't like alcohol, I didn't like food. So for, t and, and for the last for the two weeks of Christmas, I was pretty much eating, I was still training, but I was eating what I wanted. I was, and now I, I just didn't enjoy it. Like I couldn't think of, and towards the last couple of days of the, the Christmas period, couldn't think of anything worse than having a drink and having a crap meal. Yeah. Whereas when you've actually, been had more discipline throughout the week. I actually look forward to that as well. I yeah. think that's very. But you obviously got to have that daily not binging mentality. Yeah, and it gets yeah. to a point when you do keep those good habits that you start to crave those healthy foods. Where you mm. want to be eating your vegetables, you want to be having your lean sources of protein and a nice portion of rice or potatoes. With it, it gets to that point. Just yeah. people have never experienced that before. Would have seen the benefits of that, and they've always thought that's how you meant to feel—a bit dull and fuzzy and a bit mm. rubbishy because that rubbishy yeah. foods. They've not experienced the, the other side of life where eating yeah. the performance and just fueling your body is the greatest feeling ever. You're just 
really rockets you up, doesn't it? 100%, yeah, 100%. And I, I, like, I, like I say, people just get used to feeling like crap, I think, and you yeah. actually realise well, how, you know, how food can affect everything. Yeah. Um, cool, so you, you obviously, you, you damaged your back um, when you were younger, um, and that's yeah. something that still does flare up from time mm. to time, doesn't it? I can remember when we was in here one time and you had to run, I had to pick you up yeah. from the corpus nine session to take <laughs> you to hospital, didn't it? Because yeah. you'd literally damaged it that bad. Uh, so it is, you know, and it's something obviously you've done years and years. So how, how, you know, how did you do it? But then how did you sort of like un- use weight training to make it stronger? Because now pretty much it never really goes now, mm. does it? You've obviously, you know, you could have just said, right, I've hurt my back when I was younger. Um, I'm not going to leave weight training. I'm not going to do it. And probably now you'll be in a lot worse position with your back. Whereas now it's pretty much, you know, hard unless you do, you do tweak it. And that's just, you know, general. But like pretty much doesn't really stop you. So have you used weight training to make that stronger? Like, have you like had to develop in certain body parts? You've had to get them stronger, loosen things, stretching, yeah. pay attention to it, everything. Yeah, ironically, I think it was a bit of weight training and playing football many years ago that, that triggered it, probably about five or six years ago. Um, then I went for a, a private scan and I found out I've got a protruding disc. So it is pushing on the nerve and it keeps slipping out. Um, they told, the physios told me never to weight train again. So that was a massive blow for me at the time. Yeah. And I wanted to prove them wrong. So I made sure I did all the latest research, um, researched the best bat doctor that there is in the world, Dr. Shoot McGill, and I read everything about his stuff, all his papers, mm-hmm. and he proved through his athletes that he rehabbed NFL uh, people, basketball, footballers, <laughs> powerlifters, they got back to lifting what they were for, and that was my inspiration. Mm-hmm. So I knew it was possible. And I followed his advice, so it's just strengthening that core, increasing your back density on your muscles and your lifts. You do have to take out some of my exercises, so I can no longer spinal load. Um, so placing a barbell on my back is pretty much a big, big risk for me to do. Um, barbell deadlifting, um, and I do occasionally throw them in. And the time I did do it with you, when you took me up to Cottage Hospital and I was in an AE, I'm strong painkiller, so <laughs> it was a little reminder that I don't know my true limits, but I need to define it. So I know I've never deadlifted since then, that's, that's gone. Mm. Uh, but it's not a problem for me. They are my favorite exercises, big deadlifts, uh, big barbell rows or a big squat. And I just have to take them out now and I've become stronger at other exercises that I have to stick to. So then that's my motivation to keep improving on them. And it still gets me to my goal. Um, but I'm also getting more efficient at other exercises. I can teach people what not to do because I've learned the lessons for them. So mm. I can pass that experience of the mistakes and I'll stop them obviously in sessions. So it's yeah. a, a way to pass that on. And that's, that's kept me going through it really. You can still achieve your goal. I definitely felt low at points where I couldn't train because it's, it's been my life and I thought, this is it, I can't ever do it again. I'm mm. gonna lose size, I'm gonna feel quite rubbish. Um, but then if you just flip your mindset and just say it's a lesson learned, you can now become better at other moves. There's some positives out of it. It just keeps you motivated that way. Yeah, That's yeah. how I frame it. Yeah, like, yeah, motivation there is like you just flip it and it's the way we look at anything in it, I think. And if you use that as motivation to make sure that you're obviously, you know, you're not going to get injured again or it just, it, if it just gives you something else mm. to get motivated, something you're looking at it in a positive light, I think that, that's brilliant, yeah. Yeah. So this is obviously the biggest question I wanted to ask, like, who's in better shape, me or you? No, no, no. I'm only joking. Uh, <laughs> what, what I've sort of, like, why I want, what I wanted to talk about was for years, like, what I thought was being in shape was being, like, had to be shredded. Like, mm. not just, like, not just take, we take people to probably about 10% on the calipers 
like the, I don't know if that's actual 10% mm. body fat, but that's on your calipers. We take people to about that. Now, you don't go through, you go through a little bit of emotion, but you don't go through a massive amount of emotions. I was like, I thought I had to be shredded beyond that. So you push beyond that. And I did that once a year for many, many years. Mm. Um, and when you get beyond that, it takes you months hormonally to recover, mentally to recover. So I went through a cycle of wanting to be like, so I'm either dieting or I'm not. So like from, so summer I was dieting, then enjoyed the summer, like quite lean, and it probably took me three or four months to put my weight back on. Every year I probably said to you, I'm gonna maintain it this time, I'm gonna maintain it this time, I'm thinking that I need to be shredded next year. So I needed to do it, whereas this year, took a completely different approach and I took a lot of inspiration from watching watching you. So me and you went on my stag do this year um, and I did a 15 week cut to get lean enough to do that. Got to a, a position where normally I probably wouldn't have been happy with and I stopped dieting um, and I didn't push any further. And then since I've done that, I've maintained it. So I've sort of been happy with where I'm at. What I thought was good about what for you was that you literally Pretty much didn't check. I think I can remember when we went to our suit, the suit measurements. Like you had your suit measurements, then you had your re, you read your suit measurements. Pretty much didn't really change. Whereas mine like looked like clown pants from when <laughs> mine was. So like, but yours didn't change. But yet when you was on the stag do, you had abs and you and you'd done your cut, and so you'd not changed that many calories. You'd pretty much went to football. I can mean, someone po we went two weeks, two weeks before we went to holiday. Three weeks. Someone posted on the support group that the you know you were you was in the pub till like, I don't know like midnight and you was eating pork scratchings. You remember that? Mm. And that was just before. Now, for me, I was just I was on my court, so I wouldn't have done anything like that. Whereas, what I thought was great was about you was that you just you don't really have to change that much when you cut. Like you just literally just you've maintained a very lean physique. You maybe change a couple of hundred calories, um, and it doesn't really change. And that's the position I feel like I'm in now. I think like if I went into went on holiday, take me about three weeks. I wouldn't change that much. I wouldn't be a grump. I wouldn't have to like cut out alcohol. I wouldn't have to cut out going out. Just bring things down a little bit, and I'd be lean enough. I'd have my abs, and that's what. And I'd be confident enough to go onto a beach. Um, so tell me, tell me about like sort of your your mindset with that. So I want to make sure I can be in shape with a, a short time frame. So I kind of give myself like six to eight weeks. I know what to be like in fantastic shape where I can get it off without dieting too hard. So don't people, people don't realize how tough it is to get to that point. Mm. Once you're there, it's obviously easy to stay there. But then if you are dieting for 15, 20 weeks, like it, some people do have to do, it is a huge, huge battle. I don't want to get to that point where I have to be pushing that hard so that's my motivation is to be be able to just get in shape in six to eight weeks so then that takes all the pressure off having to diet all the time mentally i know i can get in shape with a, a short time frame plus i just feel like as a gym owner and a someone who trains people i want to be near enough there around so that's my little dedication to them to prove that yes you can do it all year round still have your treats there's no reason for you to get out of shape mm. so if we can relax and unwind then it's possible for everyone so i want to inspire people in that way as well so they might just follow my lead so like hopefully this, this video can do today mm. or this podcast can do um, and that's what keeps me motivated to stay in that that short time frame to, to get in great shape mm. yeah and then i went to a pub a few weeks before and it didn't affect your results no at so all. I adapted by having, I think I was on gin and tonics all yeah. that night. I had one port scratching and then <laughs> I was in the group because I was scanning it in. I scanned the back of the packet and tracked it. So yeah. even though I was drinking, I still record to make sure it's, it's countable to myself yeah. and I'm not kidding myself by saying I didn't track, it didn't happen. Everything I do mess up on, I do track and 
like helps me stay in shape all year round. Awesome. No, and I think it's yeah, and, it, and I think it's absolutely brilliant. It's something that I've took inspiration as well as what I, what I need to do for my physique. So obviously, thank you for that. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much what I wanted to go over everything. Yeah, so yeah cool. I hope it's helped out a few people and seen an insight into my life. Yeah, I think it will. I'm 100% it will do, yeah. And I think it's good for people to see us like this as well. It's just making sure that uh, it's not as easy. People think it is easy for personal mm -hmm. trainers just to stay in shape like robots, especially uh, me and you. But I feel like that we probably find it harder and harder now as the business is growing to yeah. stay in shape. So it's good that people see that, I think, as well. Yeah. So, cheers. No problem. Thanks Thank for having you. me on. Cheers, guys. And um, just hopefully we'll see you all, all very soon in the sessions. Again, if there's any questions you want to ask me, email Lambert at transformationhq.co.uk. Um, I'll answer any questions. Um, if not, I'll see you in the sessions very soon. Take care.